Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello and welcome to another exciting podcast of the Utah Preps Podcast. I'm your host, Moose Bingham. So excited to get into the nitty gritty details of the Utah Preps football scene. And on the mic, on the boards, on the boards is Josh, the legend Bueller. Josh, how you doing? Great, Moose. Ah, so excited to have you here. So this is going to be a really exciting episode. Recently, I went to the Nike 7-on-7, and that was just, or Nike 7-on-7, Nike Coaches Clinic in Orlando, Florida, which was just a hoot. Amazing people down there, great time, super fun event. And I got some tidbits, some knowledge for you guys that we can talk about there. Then we are going to talk about Seven on seven. We're going to talk about vertical seven on seven in particular. I'm so excited to be backing this event and what's going on with it. It's going to be amazing. I'm just telling you that right now. And you're going to learn a lot more about that. Then I posed a question recently. What do you guys think about playing multiple sports in high school? Good, bad, ugly. I'm going to go over a bunch of the responses that you guys have done and what's been going on with that. So that's going to be exciting as well. And then we're going to talk about some of the football recruiting pro nights and then commits and offers for the week. So it's a pretty big week, Josh. I'm excited. I'm excited for you. <laughs> so here we go. Before we get started, huge. Let's go and give our sponsors a shout out, including Skyler Maine and Apex Mental Performance. Coaches and athletes, if up to 90% of sports performance is mental, how are you developing the skills to go along with your physical, tactical, and technical training you do daily? At Apex MPC, they guide your teams and athletes in developing high-level confidence, competitiveness, consistency, and grit required for elite performance in and outside of the game. Space is limited, so give them a holler at 801-602-0211 or visit apexmpc.com to schedule your team or individual program training today. Mention you heard this ad on the Utah Preps podcast and get 15% off your first training. So thank you, Apex. That's freaking awesome. So... Josh, let's get started with seven-on-sevens. So, before we talk about multi-sports, before we talk about all that thing, seven-on-sevens is really interesting. And it's interesting for a couple things for me. I think seven-on-sevens for skill positions, it helps you out a lot, but it doesn't develop the physical toll it takes to do a skill position. When I look for a receiver, I look for someone that can go over the middle and own it. I look for someone that can take a hit on a big, long pass play or someone that can run between the tackles on a 
end around or whatever else that can actually take some hits. But for ball skills, I think seven on seven is one of the most imperative things for you to do as a skill player. Defensive backs, it puts you in a precarious situation. Outside linebackers, you can learn how to cover tight ends with the best of them, even slots. So I think seven on seven is a great thing. There are certain things I love about it. When I was coming out of high school, there was the Badger 7-on-7 seven seven in Vegas, which I thought was always really a cool event. And the Utah teams always got first or second in the state because we make a super team. But unfortunately, when you make a super team, most of those guys that you're playing with and developing that chemistry with will not be the guys you play with on Friday night. So you won't be playing with a Jackson Dart type kid or an Isaac Wilson type kid if you're not going to those schools or a Jordy Brown or an Alex Hart or an Ammon Olsen or whatever. So what I really like is Vertical 7-on-7 approached me and they did the one thing that I think needs to happen in this state. I've talked to schools in Florida. I've talked to schools in Texas. I've talked to schools all over. And they actually allow their high school teams to play and their coaches to coach them in seven-on-seven in the offseason. In Texas, they have their state championship for seven-on-seven in the Texas A&M Stadium. So I think this could be huge, and I want to back it because it helps you guys develop chemistry with your current team. You guys, when you can develop that chemistry in the offseason with your quarterback, who may not be the best quarterback, or with your receivers, who may not be the best receivers, you're going to have more success going into the season. And this doesn't make me say stop running track or stop doing soccer or basketball or wrestling or whatever. No, keep doing those things, but spend time every single week developing chemistry with the passing game through seven on seven. And Vertical's doing it a really interesting way. They're going to have, I believe, what's a six-week um six-week schedule ending in a tournament where you guys can actually win state in seven-on-seven. So it's really a good deal. Talk with your teams, get working with each other, and start building that chemistry now so that when it comes down to Friday nights and you've got a last-second pass to win state and the ball is coming to you or the ball is going to someone else, the quarterback in question knows that they can throw the ball to you. And the quarterback knows that you're going to catch it because of what work you guys have done in the spring and in the summer of this year. So imperative thing. Josh, did you ever play seven on sevens at all? I did back in the day. How'd they go for you? I loved them. Ah, there we go. That's what I like to hear. So seven on sevens, really important. And now we're going to give a little tidbits. Thank you from football recruiting pro at footballrecruitingpro.com. You guys, if you haven't gotten the program yet, you're behind Football Recruiting Pro teaches you how the colleges will recruit you, how to get in front of them, what to do, what secrets of the trade there are. Football Recruiting Pro is going to take your recruiting to the next level at footballrecruitingpro.com. So, like I said, I went to the Nike convention in Orlando this last week. Had a phenomenal time. I went there with a couple of co-workers and we met with uh, some amazing, amazing people. And I was able to sit in and listen to the coaches in this area with just kind of some childhood exuberance because I got to listen to Lane Kiffin. I got to listen to Dino Barbers. I got to listen to 
the head coach of Illinois. I got to listen to some of the top coaches in the entire industry. And some of the things they said was really interesting. One of the things that I really liked that one of the coaches talked about was texting. And a lot of coaches in high school, they're like, texting is awful. I don't like texting. I don't like social media. I don't like talking to people. I just want to be a hermit and yell at kids to get off my lawn. (laughs) Just kidding. They don't really say that. But this coach said, hey, you know what? The best thing I can do for relationships with my players is text them. Because that's as good as gold. Talking to them is one thing, but texting them, they can go back and look at what has happened. And then when I text them and say, hey, you didn't do a good job today, they respond even better to that because they know that that positive interaction is huge. So I was like, when would you do that? And he said, after each practice, we watch film. And if a kid did a particularly did particularly well at a certain aspect or a certain technique or did great at that technique, I just shoot him a quick little note. Hey, watching you on this film, you did a great job in setting the edge. And that's improved drastically since we started doing that. Thank you for all the hard work you've done. Getting a text like that, and coaches say things like that in film all the time, but actually acknowledging the kid deepens a relationship faster than anything else. I mean, Josh, how would you feel if you got a text like that in college? I would be really happy. (laughs) I would be over the moon. Just, hey, we see what you're doing. Or, hey, I noticed on this play that you didn't do as well. It also deepens the confidence in the coaching. Like, hey, right after practice, they're going, they're watching, they're trying to figure out how to get us better, and it helps everything. So I just thought that was one of the coolest things from the whole entire convention because coaches work their tails off, but a lot of kids don't see that work. I know most of the coaches when I played – they would, right after the game, let's say the game ended at 10, 11 o'clock or whatever, they would be watching film grading every kid out till 3, 4 in the morning. Sometimes even later, wake up the next day at 7 to go over the film with us and miss a lot of time with their families. And that's not a crazy, irregular occurrence. That happens all the time. And kids just don't see what the coaches put in, the blood, sweat, and tears the coaches put in, let alone the players. So... Let's try to even tell the coaches a good job. Shoot them a text. Hey, coach, I noticed that you've been doing this, and I appreciate you. I think that note writing is a big deal, and I think that's kind of taken place of text. If you can't write notes, if you can't do text, do whatever you can to show those people in this arena how much you appreciate them because it's really difficult. So I just thought that was a good little tidbit from that area. Also, playing multiple sports. I came out with a tweet the other day talking about multiple sports, and I didn't realize what a hot-button issue this was. So what I said is, what do you guys think about playing multiple sports? Is it a positive, negative, or a neutral? I believe at a young age it's a huge advantage and prevents burnout at a certain sport. But around a player's junior year, specialization needs to take precedence. What do you think? And I had some of the best responses ever. Riker Matthews said, I would assume most college coaches don't expect a player to have perfect technique out of high school. They're looking for athleticism, work ethic, body control, competitiveness, play multiple 
play multiple sports all the way till graduation, then focus on your special specialty. And I think that's incredible advice. But a lot of these college football teams, they expect you to graduate early and be in spring ball your senior year. John McCurdy says, I think it largely depends on sport and kit. And I agree to that. Certain position groups and type of athletes can gain skills from other sports. Offensive tackles with basketball footwork and a 6'6 frame go well together. Every coach loves the all-state wrestler that plays middle linebacker. And I think that's very true. When I sit down with coaches, a lot of times, especially when they're looking at offensive tackles, they're like, hey, pull up the basketball film. We want to see how he moves. We want to see what's going on. Coaches in general think that they're good enough at coaching that they can take any kid and make him 10 times better through the technique that they teach. Um, Coach Wood says, I love when O-line, D-line, and linebackers wrestle for a variety of reasons. Steve Clements said, play everything until high school and then choose two if you can, only one by junior year. And it all depends on if you're at a big school or a little school as well. If you're at a big school, you may have to choose specialization because the other kids are specializing much, much earlier. Uh, When I was at Alta, there were a 1,000 kids in my graduating class. So I had to kind of pick and choose between soccer and football. And it's not like I was that good at soccer, and I could really, really dominate at football, and I found that fun. Um, Tiffany Fairborn says, I like it if they could do it like I was able to where I was playing three sports, one at a time. Now my daughter has to practice the upcoming sport while being in season for of another sport. It's tough to do. They have to love it, and parents have to monitor it. So burnout happens that way too. Um, Coach Titus, Titus Moe says, I agree with your take here, Moose. Every college coach we have come by and ask if our student-athletes what they do in the offseason. Do they play another sport? Seems like an important aspect. And Lane Abbott agreed with that, saying coaches love multiple sports. Joshua Redfern says, you can burn out playing three high school sports in a row as much or more as focusing on one or two. The toll high school high school sports can take is rough. Hard to put on weight in season if you're always in season. So I agree with play a lot early, but cutting to two maybe later. I mean, it just kept going on. Lane Abbott had a great thing. Jackson Peck said both of his boys played football and baseball from six on and were able to achieve scholarships for baseball. But it's very hard. Jaden Taylor said every kid that I've coached also that also wrestles seems to have a little bit of a natural edge, some of the other kids. And Maddox said, this is a rhetorical question, right? Play as many sports as you can all the way through high school. So it's been really, really interesting seeing all the different people, what they're doing, what their thought process is, and everything else. And I really like that um, Fessy Satake came in and hopped on and talked about it as well. Because what I love in our community is coaches can come in and they throw out a lot of good things and it's fun. Dusty Lister, I'll tell you what Fessy said, but Dusty Lister said multiple sports is a must. Specialization in the name of getting scholarships is a misnomer. If LeBron, Allen Iverson, Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts, and locally Zach Wilson and the countless others can make it to the NFL playing other sports, so can you. I really like Dusty Lister. That's a great, great point. So give me one second. I'm get, Oh, Margin Hooks. Margin Hooks said the first thing football coaches ask is how fast they are. 
and you have to have a measurable for how fast they are. Therefore, participate in sports that support your main sport. Football really equates to track. I push this with every kid I train. And Fessy Satake said, play multiple sports all the way until you graduate. I love all these opinions. Josh, do you have an opinion on the multiple sport debate? Play multiple sports. Play multiple sports, Josh. Exuberant as always, coming in, laying the hard-hitting facts. So, I still think that multiple sports is huge, but I think it's difficult when you play basketball, and I'm talking about the kids that aren't the LeBron James Allen Iverson type kid. It's hard to have weight on when you're playing basketball. It's hard to do to participate in track and seven on seven leagues that may give you exposure if you're doing baseball. So you have to make a decision. Usually it comes before college, but some kids, even in college, Jaron Hall didn't have to make the decision until his junior year of college. He played baseball for two years and did phenomenal five tool athlete. And so it's really cool to see all these differing opinions. And I love that college coaches enjoy that kids play multiple sports. I think kids should play multiple sports for as long as they can until they have to declare. I think that usually happens around the junior year, but I've been proven wrong. There's an exception to every rule here, and understand that, ladies and gentlemen. So that whole debate was brought to you by Football Recruiting Pro at footballrecruitingpro.com. Always, always, always a super fun thought process, super fun thing to talk about, and We've been doing football recruiting pro nights still. Last week, I was in Desert Hills, and it was a blast. Josh, what's up? For the athlete, this is a question. If, say, the coach doesn't want their players to play multiple sports, what is the conversation that they should have? So there are some coaches in our state that don't appreciate kids that play multiple sports. And I think that's just so gosh darn selfish of them. I mean, that's just let a kid play as many sports as possible, but I do hear this situation every so often. It almost, it makes me furious that coaches take away opportunities for kids. And it's like, hey, you can't play on my basketball team if you're, if you're playing football too. Some of the kids this last year that were quote-unquote basketball kids ended up getting scholarships to play football or quote-unquote baseball kids, ended up getting scholarships to play football. And even some of the best baseball kids, like a, um, oh, what was that one receiver? Fisher Ingersoll, great baseball player. He got opportunities to play football as well. And it helped him realize that he really loves baseball. And it lets him go without any regret. I think that there should be an opportunity for you to sit down with coaches and say, hey, I really love this sport. I will try to make it to as many practices as I can. If you don't think I'm skilled enough to contribute to your team, that makes me sad, but I want to contribute to your team and be part of both of these teams and have a great high school experience. Why don't you see that as an advantage versus a disadvantage? Because I see basketball players that play football are extremely physical. You look at the Kafusi brothers. The whole reason they were on the basketball team was to be enforcers. One guy that can have five fouls that you don't really mind about, what a good deal. And so you have to look at that, and I wish all people were thoughtful and kind 
and wanted the best for kids, but that's not the reality in the world we live in at times. So makes me sad, but it is what it is. So sorry, it's kind of just a life sucks sometimes answer, Josh, but sometimes life sucks. And if coaches don't want you on their team, there's nothing you can do about it. Sorry. So like I said, we've been doing football recruiting nights. I drove down to Desert Hills. Tanner Baldry was there and talked with him. They're actually getting a new coach because their head coach is now the defensive coordinator at Southern Virginia University. And it was really cool talking to some of the kids, some of the parents down there, and seeing the 4A state champions and what they were all about. So just every part of the state has different pluses and minuses. And you guys, make sure that you're doing everything you can to get recruited. FootballRecruitingPro.com helps you with that. But ask questions. You guys, if you have specific questions, I talked with the dad on the phone yesterday for half an hour answering all the questions I could about his son's recruitment. And you may not like some of the answers. If you look like me and you can't kick a ball very far, you're probably not going to be playing offensive tackle for BYU. Just a harsh reality. But let's find where you could play. Maybe you could be a receiver at BYU. If you run fast enough. If you run fast. If you run fast enough. There's a caveat to everything. So, But I had a blast going down to St. George. So let's get into one of our favorite sections of the show. We're talking about commitments and offers. Ooh, get me some good music. So for commitments and offers, commitments, we had Drew Mellon committed to Carroll, Josh Gomez committed to Carroll, Champ Porter, Concordia, Devin Watson, RCTC, Emmett Pan, Marion Sotele, Tenny Worthland, RJ Wright, Fedrick Da. Kelter Stewart, all going to S-N-O-W. What does that smell, Josh? Josh, what does S-N-O-W spell? Snow. Go Badgers. Roll Badgers. And Colton Tanner committed to Idaho State. And Gage Butler, AVC. For offers, Southern Virginia came in. Kaysen Packman, Abe Roseland, Isaiah, Isaiah Cooper, all got Southern Virginia offers. R.J. Wright got a snow. And then Isaiah Garcia got an Oklahoma. Man, that's where the wind blows, rushing through the brush. Oklahoma, where the wind blows, rushing through the brush. Ah, that's probably not the words. Davis Andrews, congratulations, got an SDSU. As did Bo Tate and Bo Tuatanga. Falateo Salateo got a Tennessee. And then, Josh, do you know who our last offer is? He's from Corner Canyon. Is it Isaac or is it... Uh, One of your favorites. Gosh. Oh, Dave. Dave Britton. Give me some claps for that. That's three. That's Two it is. Good job, Josh. Right. Dave Britton got an offer to BYU. Josh, why is that a good offer? Uh, Dave is a very underrated linebacker. True 6-2. We would not have had the season we had without him. Josh, I need some enthusiasm out of you. This much! We'll work on that. Absolutely. <laughs> so, Dave Britton, congratulations. Congratulations to all of these guys. So, now I am here to tell you guys what's coming up next. For next week, the moment you guys have all been waiting for, it is an opportunity for you guys to use your fingers, tap on your screen, and vote for who the top wide receiver in Utah history is for the last 23 years. 
Josh, any inkling of who it could be? Mm, I would probably say Puka or, I mean, that uh, Cody Hagen kid's pretty good. Cody Hagen? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Jalen Miyasaki rings a bell. Oh, gosh. Jalen Miyasaki. It's Fakafua. I do like Nate Fakafua. It was terrifying. Man, no Ty Jones. Good to know. We got some haters out here. No Simi Fahoko. Ty, I'm not a hater. Simi, I love you. Wow. Hmm. with him at Strohshines. So we're going to be putting out this list. You guys start voting. Vote as much as you want, one per device, and we'll get you guys taken care of. But that's it for this week. I had so much fun. We're going to be doing a lot of voting this week, so I'll release bracket A going into this week. And, yeah. Just know that I love you. This is Moose Bingham on the Utah Preps Podcast.